0: On the 23rd of April 1921 at midnight, three men masked and heavily armed break down the door of Mr John Carroll. But they're not there for him. They've come for his sister, Peg Carroll, the fraternizer, the alleged horizontal collaborator of the Crown Forces. She's about to be dragged from her bed and scalped by her own people for charges never brought and a crime never proven. Quintessence Theatre are back on stage once again this week with a thrilling new drama, The Scalping of the Midnight Scalping of Peg Carroll. And I'm delighted to have director Anna Simpson and cast members Anthony Kenhin and Leah Roster in the studio. Guys, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for coming in.
1: I should. Nice. Thanks for having us.
0: That was very tense there, wasn't it? The <gasps> introduction to that. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it was a bit like that. And I have seen the trailer for this, and it is a very tense trailer. But Anna, like like most of Quintessence's work, this is hard hitting subject matter based around true events. Give us the sort of the, the gist of it and where kind of the idea for the show came from.
3: Yeah, so the Midnight Scalping of Peg Carroll follows uh, Peg Carroll, <laughs> who is uh, a member of Come in the Man uh in the uh, Irish War of Independence, and it follows her. It's a love story as well. A man from her past who is on the other side of that conflict uh, returns into her life, and we follow her story as she is torn between duty and love and the horrific outcomes of that, which I hinted at in the title <laughs> somewhat. Um, and it's a fictionalized story that we've created. We've created these characters and the narrative, but. Um, In all the centenary celebrations from uh, 2016 onwards, there was obviously lots of stories, lots of events happening. um, And a lot of historical records being released for the first time from the time. And some of the stories that were emerging for the first time was uh, a lot of women's stories. Obviously, there's a lot of focus when you're talking about war on men's stories and men's experiences, um, which is obviously perfectly valid. But the women sometimes get forgotten or their experiences aren't as deemed as uh, important sometimes. Um, But there are a lot of stories emerging of the quite gendered specific violence inflicted on women as part of the Irish War of Independence and in the Civil War Um, and not just by the British. There's a lot of records around of what the British did to Irish women um, to punish, to control them. Um, but what was quite shocking to us when we were reading and doing our research was there was also quite a lot of accounts of same the same kind of gendered violence, scalpings, um, sexual assault inflicted by IRA on their own women, if they were even slightly accused of doing any kind of wrongdoing, stepping out of line, talking with someone from the other side. Um, and these accounts were hushed up really until Mm. recently and we thought that in in part of remembering is is that all women's stories need to come to the fore Um, and that unfortunately a lot of the The echoes and themes of that time, this very specific gender, removing hair, particularly from women as a symbol of femininity, uh, is something that has continued, unfortunately. We think it's something in the past, but it's it's not. That kind of violence has been inflicted on women throughout wars, throughout various histories around the world. It seems to be quite a universal uh, form of attack on women. And unfortunately, those ideas about what makes a good victim or who deserves these kind of attacks or who deserves this. uh, These conversations still happen now, post Me Too, pre Me Too. Um, A lot of the themes, even though it's set in the past, in 1921, feel very pertinent now. So oh, we totally. want to create so we yeah. want to create a story that explores that using the lens of history uh, to Um, really delve deep into that as well as create a really entertaining epic kind of drama that that embraces Irish history. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there and what
0: you said but I totally this idea of the scalping as well I mean like you say happening still today and this notion of okay, somebody could beat up a woman let's say Mm. and the bruises are very visible something like a scalping goes even a little bit further doesn't it? Because that evidence is going to be there so much longer and that idea of oh, she has done something is going to be sort of I suppose rippled out in her community as well so I can see sort of why you would want to kind of focus in and delve in on that is Peg Carol real is is, is she true or is she made up
3: she is a uh a mix of various women's accounts, really, in the end, I think we we originally when we were doing our first research, there was a woman called Kate Carroll, if I remember correctly, was one of the accounts we were looking at who lived in the Louth Louth area um so but there was very little historical record on her, and also there are ethical questions around taking someone's story from history yes. like that around something so sensitive and traumatic um and we also want to create a story that wasn't just about the one person that that this experience happened to unfortunately quite a lot of women so we want to amalgamate elements of various stories to create this fictional account that hopefully touches on the truth and represents quite a few people
0: yeah absolutely i can see i can see why you would do that absolutely so set in the most turbulent times <laughs> of irish history fair play to you if we're even going there with this Anna you know uh, and I know in terms of uh, history and 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 quintessence you do like to look backwards to bring as you say themes into into the relevance of today so the themes will resonate with audiences today but in terms of the uh, independence how does that look on the set because I know you guys love to be very very minimal you Mm. like to kind of not take away sort of too much from what's going on the stage which I love uh, about what you do as well because often that sort of stuff can be a bit distracting so how does it look on stage uh-huh. the, well the, you have to come see the show no
3: <laughs> um it's it, we we've gone even more minimal actually in the last couple of shows we have a few uh lovely constructed set pieces and the uh, the actors interact with and move them constantly. So the world is ever shifting. So we don't really use, in our in our tradition, we don't use blackouts to switch scene. Okay. Uh, it happens all in front of the audience. The audience are part of that story, watching one scene dissolve into another as the story kind of moves along. It keeps momentum going, keeps the audience completely engaged. And it's much more exciting. Essentially, our scene transitions are like choreography. The movement in of itself is Hopefully, lovely to watch as well, and the the guys are fantastic. I've been drilling them and drilling them on that choreography of the set. Uh, but yeah, it's very simplistic, but in a very striking, beautiful way. Our set is completely white, so it'll really jump out against that black box background as well as the actors interact with it. So yeah, it's going to be really beautiful. I
0: okay, think. very interesting, very interesting. I have to bring in Leah. She's sitting here patiently in front of Leah. This is uh, the first sort of big role now since having baby. How do you feel yeah. about getting scalped? Uh, well, it's everything
2: I've ever dreamed. Of. Stuff. No. and <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's very exciting so it is. Yeah, obviously uh you know being a protagonist as a mommy is very different than yeah. before as life is very different since before you had a baby. Uh but no it's been really exciting. We've we've had Evie um in rehearsals <laughs> <laughs> some some days. I mean literally now, um, working mother. I love it. Yeah, no, but you see the thing is that now she's actually walking. She got her first pair of shoes there about two weeks ago. So um she's very more she's more mobile, which <laughs> is harder <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> when you're like, you know, doing a scene and then she's just in the middle of it go do 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 <laughs> um but no, no, she's great crack and uh and, and I'm very, very happy and lucky to be working with a theatre company that um, is supporting me as a mother uh, and being able to to work as an actor and a mother at the same time is a great uh, thing.
0: Yeah, no, it really is. And it's so important to see that because, look, I know what it's like, particularly during maternity leave. It's just a weird oh, yeah, time. It's it's so strange. it's, so fun. it's <laughs> Because in one way, you sort of feel like, you're putting that career aspect of yeah. yourself on hold yeah. and you're concentrating on this and particularly in this profession, no doubt you're kind of little, you know, times you might think, oh God, I'm missing out on this, that, the other in terms of roles. It's challenging.
2: Oh, it is. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, like, if, if you're an artist, like, it's your whole being, it's your whole heart, you know what I mean? And um, then you're always going to have those tugs <laughs> yeah. drawn you back somehow. So, uh, no, it is. It's very exciting. And, um, like, it's mad, actually, when we uh, first devised this script, it was in 2021, and I was in my third trimester at the time so um, Evie has been with us throughout this whole process <laughs> from one side to the, to the other
0: <laughs> So tell me about getting into the headspace then of, of Peg because yeah. you know I've seen, the, I've seen the trailer for this by the way the trailer is kind of one of these things you really need to see it essentially Leah has her head completely covered she's in like a kind of a white I suppose nightgown because you've been mm. pulled from your bed mm. you're tied up you're outside there's all that sort of heavy breathing and then all of a sudden the, the, the cap comes off kind of thing, so that'll give people an idea. So, yeah. what what was it like? How did you prepare for for this role?
2: Yeah, so um, I think for for the trailer itself, it was just um that kind of imagining that uh, you're kind of left in a field and waiting for them to kind of come, and that kind of how that affects your breath, how that affects your body, and you know your tension in your body, um, was really part of it. And also like we we, pitch, we filmed it in the pitch dark in, yeah. in my garden, that is kind of wild <laughs> anyway. So. Um, I didn't have to imagine too much as to (laughs) what that would look like or feel like Um, and yeah I really got into the dirt and it was a bit of crack so um, but yeah no it is it's a a big role and it's um, but it is it's one of those things is just uh, uh, the privilege of kind of bringing these women's stories to life and um, letting them be recognised in history because uh, you know like even in terms of um when we talk about the scalping like back then, the nickname was that they were bobbed, and of oh, nice. course in you know in Irish history were very good it just we won't really call that what that is now we'll, mm. just, we'll name it something else That It sounds is, almost adorable doesn't it? Ah yeah. oh, she was bobbed yeah, yeah you know she was bobbed and um, so it's just it's a great privilege to be able to actually go well no here hold on if we're going to be looking back in history let's actually look back as to what it was and let's name it for what it was and so um, yeah it's a great privilege to be able to do that on stage Yeah absolutely absolutely. I want to bring in uh, the, the, the
0: lovely Anthony uh, he's sitting there very very patiently at the end uh, are you doing the scalping? Oh well, uh,
1: you'll have to come and see now, won't you? I? Uh, I, I can't confirm nor deny that. Um, uh, I, what I will say is that um, there is a love story it, it, in as much as it's about um you know, re- representing the scalping and, and all that the women's stories of, of that time it, it's also a great love story um we think, um, so uh, I in part represent. Okay, 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 okay. Because
0: sometimes you're the bad guy.
1: So I'm often the bad guy. Yeah. Being a male in, in a, a, you know, <laughs> in, a, in a female-led feminist theatre company sometimes means that <laughs> I, get, I get all the feckers. <laughs> Although you play them with some oh, relish. What does you know?
0: that say about me, Sinead? I don't know. So talk to me about the, the physicality as well. Mm. Anna alluded to a little mm. bit uh, earlier on because that's kind of your trademark, yeah. you know, in the quintessence, this playfulness. This movement, a lot of it's quite physical, and mm. there's some, you know, there some of my favorite moments in the play where you sort of, it's almost dreamlike, or we go into this sort of dreamscape where it, things are communicated. It's very hard to, for me yeah. to describe it here, but talk to me a little bit about what that's going around. Yeah, here. like
1: like the way Anna was talking about the set and the design. Um, we don't shy away from the theatricality of our pieces. We know that when an audience is sitting there, they know it's a it's a it's a play. It's not we're not trying for like realism um like like a movie um we celebrate um the theatrical devices and techniques that we use and we really bring them to the fore so um, one of them being uh, multi-rolling where you know we have a, a smaller cast that plays a um a lot many more characters than, mm-hmm. you know, the people we have. Um, so for me, that's just a joy as an actor to be able to spin literally on your foot and be another character then, you know. Um, and it's just, it's great for playfulness for uh, for me anyway. Like it just, you know, you get to experience the full breadth of the human condition in the space of like 10 seconds. <laughs> so <laughs> it can be, yeah, especially when, you know, you've got a, a piece like this, which, you know, we're not going to shy away from uh the heavy drama of yeah. it as well. There will be some comedic moments. It's not one of our comedies, I'll have to admit. But, you know, there is comedic and it is entertaining as well. Mm. I mean, the audience will be captivated by, you know, the the dynamics and, and the speed and uh, it goes at and um, the flow of it all. And, you know, like Anna was saying, it is that kind of choreography where we're performing as much with Every muscle in our body, as we are with our voices, as as we are with our brains, you know. Yeah. So it it's um it's a joy. I, I love it. It's you know it's it, it's a full body experience. Oh, it it is. really is. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, I've yeah. seen
0: all the productions. Yeah, it yeah, 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 You guys yeah. go through the rigor yeah. when you're performing shows like this. Yeah. So I'm going to let you guys prepare for a second and just uh, come back to Anna here for for a second. Uh, so Anna, the guys are going to perform a little section of the play for us. Maybe just set it up for them before they uh, get get going.
3: Yeah, so this is a scene uh, where Peg, who is now working in the post office, is, it's uh, a job for her, but it's also part of her duties in Come and the Man. She's involved in the intelligence within Come and the man so sneaking open the letters and reading them. Um, and the, a few nights before, she bumped into a Cayley, her childhood sweetheart, Jer, uh, who had left for England and has suddenly returned. Uh, at the Cayley, they had a moment. There's a lot of old feelings stirring, and this is their first time seeing each other since the Cayley. In the post office.
0: Okay, guys. Take it away in your own time.
1: Peg, I didn't know you worked here. How, how are you? Listen, it was great seeing me the other night. Just like old times before I left. I haven't been able to stop thinking about you. Maybe we could... What are you
2: doing wearing that? What? That. Wearing that.
1: Well, I'm... It's... It's my uniform.
2: An RIC uniform. Your or I see. Yeah. You never said. You never said a word. Peg,
1: it's just a job.
2: It's not just a job, though, is it?
1: I needed work. My dad racked up a lot of debt before he died. What was I supposed to do?
2: Anything. Anything but that.
1: They were recruiting uh, the pay is good. It have to be. Uh, Peg, I'm still Jair. The Jair you've always known.
2: No, you're not. When you said you were a changed man the other night, I never expected.
1: Is everything F- all right out here, Peg?
2: Yes, Mister Flaherty. Everything's grand. Just grand. How can I help you,
1: Peg? Please don't be like that.
2: Do you have a letter to post?
1: Um. uh, y- Yeah.
2: Ping in a one a hole for the postage.
1: Well, I—I I was told it was free, seeing as I'm.
2: Of course. Of course, it is.
1: Peg, you have to know. One of the reasons I came back was for you. I came back for you.
2: I never want to see you again. Thank you. Have a good day.
0: Oh, the tension there, Anna. The tension. My goodness, I can sense it off them and they're you just sitting breathe. beside each other there, <laughs> simmering away. Absolutely brilliant. She is furious <laughs> with
1: you. She is furious. You are never getting back no. in there. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see. A, that's
0: a we have to see. We have to see. Now, before I let you guys go, you got some phenomenal news last week. Anna, I'm so thrilled about this. Tell us, tell them what, what happened.
3: All right. So uh, before the world changed with COVID, some people might remember we did a fantastic Again, historical show based on a true story, The Curious Case of Albert Cashier, Lincoln's Lady Soldier in Druid. Um, it's a show we were always determined to bring back. We last year applied. Well, th- last year, this year? January. January. See, it's all blended into one. Uh for to tour it around the country, a huge tour, a national tour, eighteen venues, I think in total. Um, biggest application we've ever done. We were so hopeful. We were all so passionate about this show, but of course it's so competitive. so We were waiting, and then on Friday we got the news that we were successful in our Amazing. funding application. So we are taking Alba on the road, and we cannot, we could not be happier. Oh, it's it's fantastic news because it, like you said, it, it like they're talking about thousands of
0: applications into this. It's very very competitive. So massive, massive congratulations to to,
3: to you both. Now, it's going to be performed this show uh, this week. What do you hope audiences take away? Ooh, um, I hope they are, well, for a start, entertained. <laughs> Nothing worse than theatre that's boring, uh, which this will not be. Um, but I hope they come away um, moved by the love story in particular. Um, uh, remembering the characters and also reflecting on how some of those attitudes towards women um control of women maybe still persist today that this isn't something in history that some of those themes and dynamics still exist and what can we do to be to be changing that I, for me so they uh, hopefully people will cry laugh and maybe think a little
0: yes well i'm i know i've no doubt that they will guys thank you so so much for coming into studio and performing a little bit for me really looking forward to seeing it and uh Best of luck with it. Yeah, Thanks thank, you. Thank, thank you. you. thank you so thank you. much. It is the midnight scal- scalping of Peg dot com is where you're going to find the tickets and details. Opens this Thursday and runs until Saturday. Oh, the eleven to one
2: show with Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.